Welcome back to Lethal. Let's talk about death row inmates. This week, I'll be covering a California death row inmate. This week, I'll be covering a California death row inmate. I'll be covering Maria Del Rocio Alfaro. She was convicted for murdering nine-year-old Autumn Wallace. This week, I will not be going over facts. We're going to just jump into the case this week. So, once again, I have a glass of wine and I'm ready to jump into the case. This week, I'll be covering inmate number W45403. Maria Alfaro. She is currently 49 years old and is serving at the Central California's Women's Facility in Chowchilla, California. Let's start with Maria's background. Maria was raised in Anaheim, California. She had a difficult childhood growing up. The household she grew up in was abusive. She claims her father would beat her and her mother. She also started to use drugs at a young age. She became addicted to drugs by the age of 13. She was a prostitute at the age of 14, and soon after, she became a mother to four children. This case starts on Friday, June 15, 1990. Autumn Wallace, nine years old, was attending school. But it was an early day, which means the school was released early around 235 Autumn left school and made her way home. And of course, as a kid, this had to be an amazing feeling. You get out of school early, you get to run home and have a Lunchable and watch your favorite TV shows. I know that's what I would have done. Unfortunately, Autumn did not have that kind of day. Autumn was at home by herself waiting for her mother and sister to get off of work. The house was usually filled with Autumn, her mother Linda Wallace, her sister April Wallace, and April's child. Maria knew the Wallace family. She was actually high school friends with April Wallace, and Maria once lived with the Wallace family for a period of time. Maria only lived three blocks away from the house at this time. She later confesses that she knew Linda and April wouldn't be home, but she knew Autumn would be at home, so she decided to break in and steal a couple of items so she could purchase drugs. Maria went up to the Wallace residence, knocked on the door just to see if anyone was home, and Autumn answered the door just like she suspected. I mean, why wouldn't she answer the door? It was one of her sister's friends, and I mean, she lived with them before, right? Well, that's why I'm stopping you here to give you a life lesson. If you have kids, drill it in their heads that they should never answer the door. They shouldn't even go to the door if someone knocks if they're home alone. I mean, I'm in my late 20s and I won't even go up to the door if someone knocks. If I'm not expecting you, you never called or texted, I won't open the door. But enough of my rant, let's get back to it. Maria looked at Autumn and asked if she could use the bathroom. Autumn let her in. Maria went to the kitchen and grabbed a knife. She told Autumn to go into the bathroom and she proceeded to attack her. She stabbed her over 50 times. Maria then left Autumn to bleed out and she started to go through the house and steal anything she could find. April, Autumn's older sister, called the house around 4.30 to let her sister know that she was running late from work but Autumn did not answer the phone. April got home around 5.15 and the front door was locked. When she walked in, she noticed the house was a mess and disarranged. The first thing she noticed was the hall closet. The door was open and everything inside was thrown around. 
April yelled out for Autumn because this was unusual, but Autumn never answered back. April then walked into her bedroom, and her TV and mirror were missing. Her clothes were thrown around the room, and at this point, she knew something was wrong. April ran out of the house and ran to the neighbor's house until her mom got home. Linda Wallace, Autumn's mom, got home around 5.40. April told her mother that Autumn was missing and the house was burglarized. Linda ran into the house looking for Autumn. When she got in, she noticed the phone was nowhere to be found. She told April to go to the neighbor's house and call 911. Linda kept walking through the house and found Autumn's body in the bathroom. This had to be the worst feeling. First, she thinks her daughter is missing, and then she discovers her nine-year-old daughter in the bathroom. At this time, Maria sold all the items that she stole from the Wallace residence. All the items were sold for a total of $300 for drugs. She murdered a nine-year-old girl for $300 so she could buy drugs. So let's talk about what the neighbors saw. Three neighbors said they saw a reddish or goldish bronze Monte Carlo in the driveway. There were two Hispanic men holding an infant at the time. The man holding the baby was later identified as Antonio Reynoso or nicknamed Shorty. Police brought Maria in for an interview on June 27th. She confessed to burglarizing and for the murder of Autumn Wallace. The day of the murder, Maria told police she bought heroin and cocaine around 11 in the morning, and she proceeded to do drugs up until 2 o'clock. A man named Antonio Reynoso, who was released from prison the previous day, came to her apartment, and they proceeded to take more drugs until they ran out. She didn't have any money, but she told Antonio that she could sell him a VCR that she left at the Wallace house when she lived there. The Wallace family let Maria live at the house during her pregnancy. So her and Antonio Reynoso made their way to the Wallace house. At this time, she was doing drugs and decided to burglarize the Wallace house. She already had two children and was pregnant with twins at the time. Maria also confessed that she knew Autumn would be at the house by herself and she knew April and Linda would be at work. She knew the schedule because she would frequently visit and because they allowed her to live there when she needed help. The Wallace family trusted Maria and she broke that trust. According to caselaw.finelaw.com, Maria went into the house and she said when she went in, she saw a knife on the floor and stabbed Autumn. Later in the interview, Maria told the police that she noticed and picked up the knife, which was on top of the washer or dryer near the rear bathroom, and then called Autumn over so she could stab her. Maria also described that she took the knife from a kitchen drawer. Maria went on to say that she acted alone. She said she decided to kill Autumn because Autumn knew her. She'd be able to identify Maria as a woman that burglarized the house. So this is how she did it. Autumn was at the time sitting on the floor playing with crayons and cutting out paper dolls, an innocent nine-year-old. She called Autumn over to the bathroom. Maria asked Autumn to clean her eyelash curlers and when Autumn turned her back to her, Maria started to stab her in the back chest and head. During the interview, Maria admitted to taking the VCR, TV set, typewriter, mirror, telephone, clock radio, clothes, and a pair of boots from April's room. She then went to Linda's room and took a clock, radio, and Nintendo game. She carried these items outside to the car where the two men were waiting for her with her child. 
So at this time, Maria confessed and told police she acted alone. The men never walked into the house with her because they were watching her child. Until she got a defense attorney, her story started to change. She told the police that men made her murder Autumn. Antonio testified in court and said he never walked into the house and said there was no blood on her when she walked out of the house. He said he found out about the murder in the newspaper, then turned himself into the police since he drove her to the house. The second man at the scene was identified as Robert Gonzalez, but he was later eliminated as a suspect. So, what did the autopsy reveal? It showed that Autumn had more than 50 stab wounds to her head, neck, torso, chest, front, and back. The coroner stated that the stab wounds to her heart and larynx caused her death. So, you might be asking, was there evidence that connected just Maria? You bet. DNA testing showed that Maria had Autumn's blood on the bottom of her shoes. There were shoe prints found at the scene that were a match with Maria's shoes. Maria's fingerprints and palm prints were found in the house. There were 26 matches to be exact. Maria was convicted of first-degree murder. The jury deadlocked with a vote of 10 to 2. This means the jury couldn't come to an agreement on the sentencing. This led to a mistrial. The second jury unanimously recommended the death sentence. During the trial, Maria's mother cried and pleaded to the judge to forgive her daughter and to spare her. Autumn's mother said she wants her daughter to be remembered as a student who loves swimming and fishing and who wanted to be an artist when she grew up. She said she lives a nightmare daily of what Autumn went through the last moments of her life. She finished off to say that she wants Maria to pay for her crime by being executed. So, what do you think? Should Maria have been spared due to the circumstances of her early childhood? Or should she be exactly where she is, on death row for the action she committed? Let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to subscribe and please rate and review on Apple Podcast. Go follow my Insta and Twitter and TikTok at lethal underscore podcast. I do post a new death row fact every day and feel free to shoot me an email at lethal.tcpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for a new case and a new inmate. I'll be covering a new death row inmate in a new state. All the information used in my podcast came from the following sources, cdcr.ca.gov, caselaw.finelaw.com, Murderpedia, and Wikipedia. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week.